0: Hey everyone, my name is Jared Hoffa. I am the head of development at Legal Rideshare. Uh, we're doing something a little bit different on this Friday. We decided to stop in at IDG in Chicago and talk with Lenny Sanchez from IDG Chicago really about uh, <laughs> issues facing drivers and gig workers and more importantly, solutions on how you can you know, uh, solve those issues and resources for you. So without further ado, of course... I'm joined by Legal Rideshare's co-founder and lead attorney Brian Greeney, and of course Lenny Sanchez from IDG Chicago. How are you guys doing? Doing well.
1: Yeah, great. Yeah, Jared. thanks for hosting us. Yes,
0: yeah. this is this is the first time in a long. I think maybe pre-COVID we you know used to meet up, but since COVID, it's been all Zoom, Zoom. Uh, this week's in Ride Chairs. Pretty wild. Yeah, it's nice to have you guys in the office. It is. It is. It's, it's been a hot minute, and that's I think why we wanted to do this. I think we just wanted to talk to your audience at home, and whether they're driving or where they are, just really a lot's changed in the last couple years um, and it's affecting drivers and gig workers and we really i uh, think it's important to step up and say look there's solutions out there for everyone and we want to make sure you guys know what they are um, before we do get started though lenny i want to toss it to you just about anything that you're currently working on or that drivers should be aware of uh, on your end
2: well definitely want to make drivers aware of all the recent attacks that have been happening safety is a major concern when you're out in this job for us at idg for you as well too. Um, When you're out there you're taking a massive risk. You're accepting strangers into your vehicle and some of these strangers are being completely anonymous and have really bad intentions and we end up being victims and we've been passing out alerts, a driver safety alert which I'll grab and share. You've guys seen it on our Facebook I'm sure etc. That is just alerting that these attacks are happening very frequently in certain neighborhoods so just take precaution when you go there and May safety and the best of everything be on your side when you are out there working. Um, Now there's proposals that are out there to improve our pay and everything. We're standing by hoping to see these things advance. They have great intentions. Um, If they're not able to get to where they need to go to improve the working conditions, we're standing by and as a whole. Um, I'd like to just talk about really briefly if you guys allow me to about the strike that happened last week on Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah no,
0: of course. course. That yeah. was a big, a big deal. deal Brian. We discussed it a well, little that, bit uh, I think, I think on this good week good. in Rideshare as well. So yeah, yeah, definitely Definitely give us the insight of what's going on with well that. Said.
2: Yeah, sure So um, we get a lot of questions and we've been seeing a lot of comments about What's gonna be the result of this strike, etc. And we want to be upfront. We know that the event that happened last Friday, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday on the 14th, by definition is actually not a strike. There was no negotiations of a new contract that were happening, like happened when the UPS employees went on strike, the outer, auto industry workers went on strike, or the Screen Actors Guild went on strike. There was new contracts that were being negotiated for those workers. What that event was on the 14th, we called it a strike, and by we, we just adopted the name. Um, it's very powerful word amongst the media and the political world and that's why it was uh, elected to be the word as a strike but the event was extremely successful in getting media attention and stories and conversations going about all the problems that exist in the rideshare industry from bad pay safety, unfair deactivations, etc. In fact within 24 hours from the media stories that were out there Our media team here collected the data, over 1 billion media impressions within 24 hours on those news stories alone. So that got this conversation going a lot and is going to keep going. So these strikes, they may pop up again here and there. Just understand that they're an opportunity for you to connect with an organization like ours that is on a path to actually winning these new contracts which is what we're doing in, in Boston and in Massachusetts. I'll stop because I can rant forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, if,
0: if you haven't met Lenny before, Lenny is a fantastic uh, talker, fantastic presenter. <laughs> I, the first time I met this guy, we were at this event, uh, it was years ago, 2018, and you just came out on fire, screaming Probably. and demanding change. But since then, there has been change. I mean, and, and you know, I'm looking out uh, outside the door here and there's a sign, join the fight. And that's really what this is about. It's You have to step up, you have to fight, you had to be armed with information and resources. Um, And you've always been a big part of that. We've always been a big part of that. Um, Which actually is a good transition into reintroducing Bryant. Um, I just think it's always important to explain what Legal Rideshare is and what we do. Uh, I think that we can start there and and move on.
1: Yeah, Yeah. well thank you, Jared. Um, As most of you know, Legal Rideshare is the first law firm in the United States that's entirely dedicated to Uber, Lyft, and gig-related accident and injury claims. So, what does that mean? If you get in an accident or if you get injured on the job, our lawyers, like me, will help fight for you to put money in your pocket for things that you lost, like the cost of medical treatment, pain and suffering, lost wages, any damage that you sustain, we're going to be there to make that claim for you and fight to ensure that you recover everything that you're entitled to. Um, we've been working alongside Lenny for a long time now. We've helped out a lot of idg members we've helped out so many people in the uh, chicago in illinois and and even nationwide communities Um, so we just you know we want to help spread the word that we're here as a resource for you and as an advocate for you
0: yeah and it really transitions to something that we were talking about actually Lenny, you and i discussed this before bryant got here Um, a lot of drivers are struggling with understanding really what their rights are or what they have after accidents now we deal with this a lot i know you're now getting these calls and messages about people who i give just, them your number. Yeah, which is exactly <laughs> what you should do, which is great. But I think it's really important, again, to just reemphasize when these things happen, uh, what do you do? And obviously, Brian, I'm going to toss it to you first. You know, what is just the basics when an accident happens? I think that's the, the fundamental beginning that drivers need to
1: understand. Yeah. They, well, get, the, they get to an accident, what, what happens? What should they do? So you you're stop at a red light and somebody rear-ends you. You didn't do anything wrong. You, you All of a sudden, you've got property damage that you need to deal with. You've got an injury claim. Your back's starting to bother you. you. You feel lost. And a lot of drivers, because of the nature of gig work, feel very alone in that moment. They don't realize that they have resources. They don't realize that there's people like IDG, like Le- Legal Rideshare, that are ready to step up and assist in this really tough time. So the first step that you want to do is understand that you do have recourse and that if you take proactive measures to help yourself, you can recover everything that you're entitled to. So to, to hit on what Jared was specifically asking about, what do you do with the scene? Well, first, you want to try to make a police report. Sometimes the cops won't come out, sometimes you're going to need to go to the uh, police station to make that report, but regardless, you need to document that this event happened. A lot of drivers are hesitant to do that. They don't want to take the time to, to stop working and make the report. They feel like if they document the accident, they might get deactivated. That's all not in your best interest. What you need to do is make sure that there is documentation of the people involved, the vehicles involved, any witnesses. All of that is valuable evidence to the insurance claim and potentially a lawsuit down the road. The second step is you want to report your injury. You want to make sure that it's documented that you are feeling neck pain. Even if you don't need to see um, you know, the emergency room doctors or go in an ambulance, stop into an emergency, or I'm sorry, an urgent care. Uh, stop by your primary care doctor, document that you're feeling this way so that if something happens down the road where you need additional care, you've at least started that process. The third step, call us because we're going to make sure that you don't miss any of these uh, important steps, that you don't fall into any uh, loopholes, and that you get what you're entitled to. So reach out to Legal Rideshare immediately.
0: Yeah, and uh, again, I'm going to toss this to you, Lenny, because we just discussed this earlier. How many times have you heard from drivers you know, that they had talked to Uber or Lyft, and, they, and Uber and Lyft said, hey, don't worry about it, and they come to you and basically they got burned for one thing or the other?
2: Um, That happens all the time. Yeah. And it's uh, one of our strategies for organizing is we'll go out to the Uber hub and we'll hang out outside of it in the mornings when there's a line of drivers waiting to go in. They go in to try to get help with a deactivation or whatever it is. And then they come out and they're like, they couldn't do anything for me. We're like, well, we're going to try to help you out here. So um, we hear it all. And it happens so frequently that we've strategized around it as well, too.
0: Yeah, and, that, and that's the whole reason uh, you know, this office exists right here, which is if you're in Illinois, it's 114 West Higgins uh, in Parker Ridge. It's right off the expressway. It's a great location. Uh, even you know, every time that we get a situation where it's something that we can't handle, if it's not accident or injury-related, uh, we bring them to you. Because just like you, you said, and this is we know, there's so many times that these drivers are trusting Uber or Lyft you know, to at least do the bare minimum of the right thing. They never do. And then by the time they realize it, they're really they're they're you know out of pocket expenses. It's as you say it all the time, Brian. It's not just a loss of a car; it's a loss of a livelihood. And so now they're stuck in a situation where, well, what do we do? Um, so it's great that we have you know IDG because you guys are here to step up and fight back, um, which we is our important. Best. Yeah, which is which is super which is super important. And obviously the hot topic. Uh, again, is deactivations. I know you guys do a lot with deactivations. I know oh, yeah. <laughs> you just shuddered with me saying that. <laughs> yeah. um, but can you explain a little bit about what happens with deactivations and what they can do uh, with you guys?
2: So um, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to actually go to the history of IDG because it has to do with deactivation. Sure. Yeah. So IDG started out years ago out in New York, but our origin story, if we're like talking about like superheroes or whatever, it goes back to the 80s when the machinists were organizing chauffeurs and limousine drivers out in New York. The original rideshare drivers were drivers that had commercial insurance and commercial driver's licenses. That means that they were licensed chauffeurs. So Uber and Lyft started signing up, Uber in particular, started signing up in New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles, all of these limo drivers to be the original rideshare drivers. The machinists were already organizing these limo drivers. And when Uber started to shift gears and started to blow up, the machinists realized this is gonna be a huge new sector with UberX. These drivers are gonna need support, and they did exactly what every single union in this country does. They unions make companies pay for things. They make them pay for raises, for benefits, for time off, for hot dogs at a picnic. And in this case, they made them pay for a grievance process when drivers get deactivated in New York. They created IDG as a result by forcing the companies to pay for that process and that service. That gave birth to IDG. And in New York, when a driver gets deactivated, it is a completely different story than it is here or in most other parts of the country. In New York, a driver gets deactivated and they apply for their support through idg an average of eight days of them getting their response on a yes or no and over 80 percent of the drivers are being reactivated that tells us that there's a gross amount of unfair deactivations that are out there no matter what the politicians here or anywhere else believe unfair deactivations are a very very real problem that are impacting families in a horrifying way because people are investing time shifting jobs investing into this to work around people's schedules and necessities for treatments for therapy whatever it may be and then it's getting stripped from them so deactivations is something that really motivated the machinists and formed idg and that's what we help out with here in chicago now in chicago our process is free like it is everywhere else and it's just not as fast and efficient Depending on what the reason for deactivation is, a driver can sometimes get reactivated in a 30 to 90 day window. Pretty reasonable considering what it was that there was absolutely nothing in Chicago a couple of years ago. And now for some other severe cases, it takes a little bit more work, there's sometimes arbitration that happens. So there's a third party company that will sit between us with the driver and Uber or Lyft. And I can give you guys examples. There was a a case where a driver was accused during the pandemic of not wearing a mask. Smart driver took your guy's advice and got a dash cam. He had Abdul's cam uh, display rides, and had everything recorded. And it was like, well, just look, the only time you would take off the mask was to sip the water or coffee and put it right back on. So it was really easy to overcome that complaint. The other one was, this is a concerning one, a passenger wrote in a complaint saying that The driver exceeded going 90 miles per hour, driving frantically in frustration because they were taking a ride to the airport during a busy time and where the driver wanted to stay downtown. So when they said, this is around rush hour traffic, 5 p.m., I'm like, 90 miles per hour? I drive (laughs) fast. And it is impossible to drive 90 (laughs) miles per hour on the Kennedy at 5 p.m. So the arbitration (laughs) company is like, all right, Uber. Pull up the GPS data and they pull it up. Driver went 45 51 miles per hour and they read out the complaint. Like I'm paraphrasing for you, yeah. driver gets reactivated. Well, that, I mean, that's great, yeah, yeah. So it can take really quickly 30 to 90 days. If it's something more complicated and whatnot, it can take 12 plus months.
1: But what I'm hearing here is you've got an opportunity to fight for your right to get back on the platform, you've got an opportunity for due process. And before you guys challenge that before you had the opportunity to, to put this forward for drivers. That did not exist. Yeah. Deactivation meant deactivation period. IDG is now putting the rights back into the hands of the drivers to own their gig. And, and that's really important. You know what this
0: reminds me of? I just when you were talking about the unfair deactivations, it, it reminded me of something that I run across a lot and I'm sure you do as well, Brian. There's just and I and I totally understand why. There's this fear that if a driver st- stands up to, to what happened or does something that they think is right, they're they're in fear that Uber or Lyft are going to deactivate them immediately. And I get this a lot, where drivers will tell me they don't they don't report accidents or even injuries because they're afraid that if they try to sue, Uber, they're going to be fired from the company. Now legally, they can't. I mean, I know understand. I understand they're independent contractors, but that's something.
1: Drivers should not fear, correct? That is not our experience. So we have never had a situation where a driver has been deactivated because they've made an insurance claim based on an accident. So what you need to understand is when you get involved in a crash and you're injured, there's an insurance claim that happens. Most of the time as a driver, you're actually filing the case against the person who hit you. You're not filing it against Uber and Lyft. So that's number one. Number two is, even if you bring the claim against Uber and Lyft, say the person who hits you flees the scene or doesn't have insurance, you're going through the rideshare company's insurance company. You're not really directly asking for anything from the company. You're making that claim, and you're, you're, all you're doing is asking for the resources that you've paid for. There is money that comes out of your fares to pay for the insurance. You're tapping into an insurance policy that protects you, that you've paid for, that you're entitled to. So there's no reason why Uber or Lyft would deactivate you. In our experiences, that they don't. Right,
0: and that, and that's what's important because again, I, I keep seeing this online. I talked I talked to a driver the other day where they just were afraid to say anything because they just think, and you get this all the time. They're just afraid that if I do this, it's over for me. And then I can't get back.
2: Can I touch on that? Yes, absolutely. So over seventy percent of the workforce, whether it's delivery, shopping, or rideshare, are either immigrants or descendants of immigrants, first generation. And that fear of reporting a crime against them or an accident or whatever it is stems from almost a hundred years ago's propaganda from the, the company owners and, and like if you were to do anything or report anything, you're going to get deported. You're going to lose the opportunity to provide for your family and whatnot. And that resonates in an insane manner in the Latino community here and in other communities here as well. So there's a group of delivery drivers for an app called Spark, called Sparktons. And these Sparktons have been facing intimidation and even beatings on hands of people that are scammers that are using these bots that everybody knows about. These people are out there on the streets selling the bots. And if you don't buy the bot, then they're going to intimidate you into strong-arming you or kicking you out from that area so only that the bot users get the the work. And the majority of these workers were Spanish-speaking, Latino uh, people that um, don't necessarily have citizenship here or residency established here and they totally fear reporting it to the cops so we go with them and uh janine who's over here with the driver and and whatnot we've we've gone there regularly to gather them and be like whoever's a victim of this let us know we're going to escort you and come with you to the cops to make the report because it's legal you're not going to suffer a consequence of getting deactivated or fired or deported for making a report against someone committing a crime against you Sorry for ranting on that, but no, that's, that's I, important. It's a major, major issue, and yeah, I'll stop.
0: no, no, no. You're right, and that's it's just. I think that needs to be addressed more because, like you said, there's that that's. It's kind of just hardwired into these drivers' brains and gig workers' brains that they just don't. They just are afraid to do the right thing, and we we want to. We're doing this for this reason. So drivers and gig workers are aware that there's options, there's resources, there's people that want to help and fight with you. I think that's. I feel like a lot of times, and I, I used to go to the lots a lot in O'Hare, and there's a lot of isolation I've noticed. And I know you've done a very good job of being there and bringing people together. Right. But, you're, but you know, there's this there's this feeling of isolation that I think a driver feels like, well, I'm all alone out here. I think that needs to change. And I think organizations like IDG, I think what Legal RideShare does uh, with the events and bringing drivers together, it kind of reinforces
1: that. Look, it's us versus them. It's not. You're not alone in this. Yeah. Well, I think what's important to understand is that you feel alone by design, that the companies want you to feel like you are an individual by yourself without anyone to help you. They don't want the water cooler. They don't want the workers talking about how bad conditions are, or how bad the conditions are, or what's gone wrong, or what the scams are. or, you know, if you do this, you, you beat the company, and if you do this, the co- company reacts this way. The atomization of the worker is the, the basis of gig work. And what you need to understand is that, one, you're not alone. And two, there are resources to provide you free information. You can call Legal Rideshare and the consultation with me, me on the phone, is free. I'm happy to explain to you what your options are, what the likely results are, and the, the talk with Lenny and IDG, that's free as well. So if there's anything that's going on that seems fishy, something that seems like, hey, this is not how it should work, or it's not fair, or I'm being screwed, ask. There's no cost, there's no repercussion, there's no we're not connected with Uber and Lyft, we're not going to report you. Use the resources that are available to get your questions answered.
2: And we offer a ton of free resources here for you guys as well. If you're deactivated, want to learn about different apps. Uh, every Thursday we have a workshop here, App Workers 101, Aprovechar in Spanish. It's in both languages. Every Thursday, there's drivers that come in here about a dozen a week uh, every Thursday for that, just to learn about different apps. We have a trauma support group. We have a mental health support group. Um, we have yoga classes. All these things are free, aside from our deactivation, et cetera. So just to piggyback on those things.
0: Yeah, I was, well, you, you led to what I was going to ask you next is because we're <laughs> going to wrap up here. But yeah, I just want to give you the floor. You know, if we want to let drivers know additional resources you guys have, how you can help. I understand you guys. You still do the multi-app platforming as well. Is that still? Yeah, we
2: just renamed it to Okay App Drivers One Hundred One.
0: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'll just if you want to give a little quick shout out and then. Uh, no, thank you to Brian. you guys, yeah, love yeah, having you guys
2: here, appreciate you guys always for everything you've done. You've been a champion for a long time, just flag for everybody there. I met Brian, this is anecdotal, I was a, uh, a car accident victim. Uh, just like the scenario you explained, if you remember, I had a I couple of them with you, I, now. I was rear-ended at a rear light, so I'm like, is he telling my story?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, it was not a mistake that I used that. <laughs> nice. It was <laughs> another <laughs> Uber driver if you remember it's as well time. too. <laughs> so,
2: um, Bryant helped me in the entire process and how he explained, like at first I was disheveled and whatnot, and my passenger was like, my neck hurts, what's going on? And I get out of the car, I talk to a driver who's got no rear view mirror, uh, side view mirror, and it's his first day driving, he's got Iowa plates, and I'm like, How oh, is this your first day driving, first day in Chicago. <laughs> Anyways, um, I didn't realize I had some bruising and, and injuries on my arms till like later on, And but Bryant was an amazing help and and it's resolving all those issues related to that. And he gained me and my family's full confidence and unfortunately I was traveling with my family, with my kids as well, and I was involved in a really bad car accident, neither that I was at fault in, and Bryant was amazing as well in helping us resolve all that because that one was a lot more serious and I thank you for the work that you've done and I know how many people you've helped out there, so Bryant, with trust, if you ever need any help, Contact him. If you're in a car accident, you're hurt while you're working, doing this gig, contact him. He will help you in resolving all the issues, medical, et cetera. Um, as far as um, other things, i touched on the different classes and workshops that we have here. On March 7th, this needs to echo in the community. There is a self-employed tax credit that workers from this industry, this sector, can qualify for. So during the pandemic, if you were unable to work and you did not receive unemployment insurance benefits at, at some point, you can 100% qualify for this tax credit that can put a significant amount of money in your pockets. I'll give my ad- anecdotal experience as well too. March 3rd, I was not feeling well and I went to go test it, get tested for COVID. I was one of the first people getting tested for COVID and my results did not come in for 25 days. By that time, the whole country had shut down, and they started coming up with these unemployment benefits uh, for all of the gig workers as well, too, to apply. Illinois took months in rolling out uh, a system that was good enough and, and something that worked for us. I applied from the day that I stopped working. I didn't get benefits from March 3rd. Whatever they calculated and determined that I it was not correct or whatever, I didn't receive benefits until when I applied, which was in May. So I technically have two months worth of work that I didn't do because I was during the pandemic and I didn't receive benefits. I am going to see what credit I qualify for. I suspect it's gonna be pretty significant. Drivers, if you're listening to this, delivery drivers, rideshare drivers, you 100% should check out to see if you qualify. It's free money that's out there, take advantage of it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, because I don't know 100% about what I'm talking about with this <laughs> thing either, we're gonna have experts. On March 7th, we're gonna have a Zoom call. So wherever you're at, you're at the waiting lateral o'hare O'Hare at Midway, or you're having lunch or down by Logan Square, whatever's clever, log in, and you can get any questions that you might have around this answered. You can get a lot more information on it, and you can even sign up and get support from the service that's going to be offered from the company we're, we're teaming up with. We've vetted them. They've helped us in the past with uh, unemployment benefits in New York. They're a great crew that's going to give a really, really low-cost service for any IDG drivers that want to take advantage of that to, take, to get that money that's out there that you guys should get.
0: Well, there you go, March 7th. So, yeah, it sounds like they should definitely be logging in or be here. That's super helpful to know. So that's great to know. So thank you for that, Lenny. And then, Brian, I'll just give you the floor before we uh, head off into the weekend.
1: Yeah. Well, I want to throw it back at you here, Lenny. I mean, what you guys have built at IDG is just oh, thanks, in, impressive and admirable. And I, I can't put in enough adjectives on it. You, <laughs> when we met years and years ago, I mean, I can remember just a small group of drivers basically <laughs> in a basement. And, and we were, you know, eating hot dogs yeah. and, you know, just hanging out, talking about ideas. And to see what IDG has done and the real effect that you've had on the driver community, I mean, we're talking thousands of lives that you're touching here and even more nationwide as you're going around you know, making sure that this is not just a benefit to Illinois drivers, it's all around the country that everybody is getting the resources that, that, that they're rightfully entitled to. So um, congratulations on everything, and, and I cannot tell you how, how impressed I am and proud I am to, to have seen it grow. Um, before we go, I just want to say one last time that we are always available here at Legal Rideshare and IDG uh, to help out. So please visit us on our website. We're active on social media. Um, Legal Rideshare is the, you know, the best way to get in touch with us, um, and, and don't wait for that moment. If, it, if you're in an accident, if you're injured, call us right away. We'll set the foundation for you. So thank you so much for your time today, and uh, we hope to see you out there soon.
0: Yes, Lenny, Brian, thank you guys so much. You heard, you heard the gentleman here, how to reach us, how to talk to us. And uh, we will see you all next weekend. Have a great weekend, guys. Peace and love.